welcome back another episode of Post Fades and Cheesesteaks. Your usual host today, myself, Dakota, Timothy, of course. How are we? Doing all right. How about yourself? Can't complain. Doing well. Could be better, but you know, it's all right. How are you feeling after the uh, Eagles loss on Sunday? Uh, I mean, every loss stinks. You know, um, it was a bummer. Obviously, I think they got our hopes up a little, you know, higher than what they what they were going to produce this season after yeah. week one, but that's all right. You know, it's still young in the season. They're still working things out. I think when this, this schedule came out, everyone looked at the first three games and said, you know what? I'm perfectly fine going two and one after week three. If you win next week, if they can beat Dallas on Monday night, I, I'll, I'll forgive them for the Niners loss. And it just hurts. I mean, what hurt the most is I think they were in it the whole way. I think it was a game they should have won. You know, they were dominating in the first half and yeah. you really had nothing to show for it. And then, the Niners, give the Niners credit. They made adjustments. They adjusted to exactly what was working for the Eagles, and the Eagles just never countered. It was disappointing to see. You could see, like, the one thing I noticed in particular, and I don't know if you saw this, they were they had success with the deep ball, obviously with the Quez Watkins pass, and then even with the Rager pass, they got called back when he stepped out of bounds. Sure. Like, you know, there was separation. The ball was there. And then I felt like the Niners made the adjustment to, to limit the deep ball and Sirianni just kept on calling up plays, trying to get downfield. And there was, it was never there. And it's a bummer. Cause I think if they played more of the game, they played against Atlanta with like the quick passes and just letting your, your wide receivers get in space and make plays. It yeah. would have worked better, but I mean, it is what it is. It was, you know, it was definitely a game. They should have won. That's what's fr- frustrating about it. And uh, my biggest, well, my biggest concern coming from the game is obviously you lost Graham. And when yeah, Graham got right. hurt, that pass rush was a lot weaker, a yeah. lot weaker. We could not get to Jimmy after Graham went down, and it, it's, it was noticeable. Like, you know, guy Hargrave, Ridgeway, they started very strong in the beginning. They were getting in Jimmy's face. They were having their way with it. And then Graham left, and things never looked the same. And now that we definitely know, you know, with the ruptured Achilles that he's out for the whole year. Yeah. Worrisome. Worrisome for sure. But those are some of my first takeaways. What did you think? um yeah i i think it's i mean you you pointed out that yes they had a couple deep shots that they took but i think overall the passing game is i don't know if it's sirianni is just like trying to establish his offense first but so far it's a very like simple um like short short route offense with like an occasional bomb um very vanilla, very vanilla. It's That's very, right. It's very vanilla. I mean, this, this is the problem. You look at, if you pull up receiving yards, so Quez Watkins had, what, 91-yard reception or whatever? Yeah. So you take that away, he had one catch for, like, 30 yards or 20, 30 yards, whatever. Yeah. That's still the highest on the team because yeah. behind him was Goddard, two for 24, Gainwell, two for 18. Devontae had two catches for 16 yards. Ertz had one catch for six yards. Rager had one, two catches for five yards. And Miles had one for four. Like, that's, those are terrible stat lines. 20 yards for your second highest receiver, that's not good. Yeah, no, I mean, the, there was the, the play little calling looks so vanilla. Like, every time he was throwing the ball, it looked like the, the coverage was there every time. Like, and you know, you know what's it, funny about it's like, even with the new coaching staff, it's like the same Eagles team where, when we, I swear, every time we go into a, a game where like a defense has secondary injuries or their secondary is questionable and they're like, oh, they should take shots, they never take shots. They always try to run the ball. I don't know why, but this always happens. And I think what 
I think what they were trying to do was establish the run so that they could just unload on the pass. But mm-hmm. that's that San Fran D line was getting after us. I mean, I didn't think Sanders had any good yardage until I looked at the stats. He had 13 carries for 55. So that's still a 4.2 average, which was surprising because it looked like he was getting stuffed most of the day. Yeah. There was nowhere for him to run. There were no holes. They were clogging I, everything up. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things that uh, were glaring to me was my, how many times were we on third and one or fourth and one and we just never converted? You know, I, I just never saw that. Like those short yardage plays, we struggle with so much. Why is and why is Jordan Howard on the practice squad? He's a big body running back. Bring him. I, in. Yeah, no, that that was kind of where my attention went. Was you know, I like Gainwell. I think he's earned his reps, and Sanders is solid. But it's that ad, added dimension that you're clearly lacking. You know, you're struggling in them short yardage situations, and you have an answer for that, or at least something you can change for it. Um, I, I just I was a little disappointed. Like I just in the beginning of the game, we looked so dominant. And then mm-hmm. they couldn't score in the red zone, which was just like getting the 90 yard, 91 yard pass and get no points out of it was just unacceptable. Yeah. You can't win games doing that. That fourth down play where they did that Philly, Philly, whatever nonsense they tried to pull off. I thought that was a terrible call. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that bad. at all. I just feel like the adjustments weren't being made by the coaching staff. Like, you know, Hertz was under pressure, but ultimately I think when it came to passing, like he had, he was sacked twice, but I think ultimately he, you know, the line held up well in pass protection for him against that D line. I think they struggled more in run blocking, but like, it looked like Hertz was looking and we saw him scramble, which is a, a, a huge pause of his game is he knows it's not there and he gets out of the pocket and he scramble. Yeah. But like, it just felt so boring. Like I felt like Hertz was holding the ball, waiting for something, waiting for something that was never happening. We never mm-hmm. changed anything. What was working the first half, clearly the Niners adjusted to that, and the Eagles never countered. They never countered the adjustments the Niners made at half, and it showed. Like, the game completely changed. And, I mean, it's a young coaching staff. You know, obviously, you're working on that. You got young players, so that's stuff you can work on. But it just – I was more upset because they had this game. They really could have won this game, and it just didn't work out for them. Yeah, I – one – I, the shining light in all this, though, I will say is, I mean, even though we did lose Graham for the year, I think the defense is going to be strong all year. Like, I, it's another week where they held a, a quarterback under 200 passing yards. The run game, the run defense improved drastically. I mean, that, you know, not like the running, the San Francisco Niners had any strong running backs who were taking the ball carries, but they stuffed them. I mean, their best runner was averaging, he had, 17 attempts for 42 yards. That's a two and a half yards per carry average. They were stuffing. Yeah. Them. No, I mean, I, the sacks, they still are not getting the sacks that I'm imagining they would. Um, but it wasn't, they were getting any pressure at all. Like once, yeah, once no. that grand went down, they the, lost. The, the pressure was gone. Cause there, it was there. You look, what I was seeing was what I saw the week one against Matt Ryan and that bad off the line, but mm. it worries me when Graham went down and there was a noticeable difference in the pass rush. No one was getting home. There was no one make any plays. And well, we the other have, thing, you know, Derek Barnett doing well, his signature yeah. personal fouls. He has, he's had eight personal fouls in his career as an Eagle. Uh, it's unacceptable. I mean, now that I mean, the other news that happened before the game was they signed Sweat to the extension, which I like. It continues yeah. with the trend of signing their homegrown guys mm-hmm. at below market value, too. I, I think and I think my lot have phenomenal contracts. Oh, for years. sure. I mean, I think they're going to continue to get better. Yeah. But I mean, their deals, I think, are. are plenty fair for them now and i think they could be bargains in a couple years that they keep developing but signing sweat and then seeing this immature nonsense from barnett like where's the production 
You've got all these person yeah. house. Where's the production to go along with I, I've been holding out on Barnett for a while. Like, I was always on his, like, more of the defense side that I think he's a solid player, but I'm not going to be upset if he if they let him walk. Let's say well, he's going to get his opportunity. Now that Graham's out, it's going to be him and Sweat. And they already, you know, put their confidence in Sweat. Now Barnett just needs to convince them that he's worthwhile keeping. And, you know, these stupid penalties, mm-hmm. you know, this this is a theme with him. Like, this isn't a one-off. This is this is what I'm used to seeing when I see Derek Barnett out there is these stupid penalties that he never gets smarter over. Yeah, I mean, that that one was was bad. The, the cave on Wallace when I had a lot of problems that was terrible that was, that was just, awful that like, was a bad call first of all it the 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 uh the penalty should have been on the ball carrier because he's not allowed to lower his head okay yeah. second of all Kayvon wallace is how would how do you want a defender to make a tackle when he's getting so low that he's almost on the ground like he yeah. couldn't get his head any lower it's not a personal foul it's a personal foul on the ball carrier he's not supposed to lower his head like, i, I, I the rest I, fuck the Eagles should have won the game regardless, but the refs did not help them at all. They were yeah, I agree. Yeah, terrible. I wasn't too thrilled with them. Th- that penalty in particular, I-, I agree. I thought it was stupid. I mean, so even more or less, I was like, because you see, Harris hits him before he even makes contact with Wallace. Yep. And I was like, you know, if anything, put the personal foul on Harris for putting his forearm into his head because it looked like yeah, that hit from Harris. Too. Yeah, that's what I thought was. That looked like that hit from Harris injured Sermon and he lost bounce and bent over because he was clearly hurt. And if he doesn't fall over himself, which it looked like he did after he got hit by Harris, he would have never made head-to-head contact with Wallace because Wallace is plenty low. It's just yeah. Sermon lost balance and his head fell down. Yeah. I, I thought that was a bad call. That was that was bad. I honestly, even though I went the Eagles' way, that second one where they had the uh, late hit out of bounds with, I think it was Hurts, mm-hmm. um, that was that seemed like it was a give-me call. I mean, I'm happy they got it, but I was like, that seems a little touchy too. It looks like he, you know, he he's obviously takes that step out of bounds, but it also looks like he was going to make a move on the guy. That, no, that that was I think that was more of a like they've been calling everything. They can't not call that. Oh well, yeah. After you call the other one, you have to make that call. I that mean, was almost a I, makeup call. I think I I understand. Like as a defender, I would be annoyed, but like I do understand. Like he was clearly. I don't think he was trying to do a hesitate. He was clearly slowing down and going out of bounds. I don't think. I think it was fair. I mean, I mean yeah, I, based I, on how they call penalties in the NFL, I'm not surprised. I think it was the right call, but I mean, it, if I was the defender, I'd be, you know, annoyed because I'm, you know, full motion. It's hard to stop on the dime. Like I that, agree. But, yeah. What if the, what if I lay off and this guy decides to take one of those steps? Or you lay mid? off and you yeah. hurt your, your, you hurt yourself, you know? Yeah. That's what I thought it was kind of like a touchy touch, you know, that hurts because easily cut it up and went at that guy. But I mean, but that was that first, I mean, I like watching defensive games, and that's what this was, but the offense was very boring at times. I don't think they punted a whole lot, though. Like, I feel like they just didn't get the ball. Like, the Niners had the ball for so long. Well, Um, yeah, that's the thing, because they were just, you know, towards the second half of the game, I thought the Niners were beating us in all aspects. That's where, when I noticed the pressure was gone, that's where they were converting the short downage. We would get in those third and four and ones. I think Jimmy Garoppolo had a quarterback sneak for one yard three different times, and we just couldn't stop it. Yeah, like this is the, so I I'm disappointed, but I wasn't upset about the loss. So, because I I mean when the schedule came out in the summer, yeah. I predicted the Niners to beat us. When we did our season pre- predictions a couple weeks ago, I predicted the Niners to beat the Eagles. Like, yeah, I would agree. I it's just that because of the you know the hype, it, but it was the hype from week one. It was how yeah. dominant you were in week one made you think you could win this game. But yeah, going before before Atlanta, I I always thought we we're gonna lose but, this game. I I thought the Niners were a good team. I thought this is a game they were probably gonna win. But you know you get caught up in the hype. Yeah, I the, I would just finish on three positives to take away. 
Well, let's do three pauses then like a looking forward. So three positives. I thought that played the the drive Jalen did to get us a touchdown right after the Niners scored was phenomenal. Yeah, he I like that. Drove down the field in like 63 seconds. That was impressive. It was he looked, like, I mean, with no hesitation. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And he he's weird. He, he looks like he's running really slow, but it's actually a lot quicker than it looks. Yeah, I would agree. But, he's I was happy with him, but it's the same criticism I was making for week one is just kind of, it's hard to say. Cause it, you know what it reminds me of is what I was watching against the Niners was it reminded me of when Carson Wentz, when you're like, these guys just can't get open because he doesn't have any skill players around him. And then Wentz would hold on to the ball too long. No one can get open. And then Wentz would eventually make a mistake. And that's where the turnover would come hurts. I'll give him this. He never put the ball in harm's way. He, you know, if it wasn't there, if it wasn't there, he was never making that dumb pass. He was running out of it. Or, you know, there was two times where I think that, you know, they, they took, they got two sacks off us, but I thought it was more of, there was just nothing there. And that's, that's impressive. But, you know, the next level is what we were kind of talking about after week one too, is, you know, pushing the ball a little bit more and putting in those tight windows, maybe not missing guys when those, you know, few opportunities do pop up, you got to hit them. And he did make some good plays. I was happy. And what I'm most happy about is he's not turning the ball over after what I saw last year, he's not making dumb mistakes, which I can be grateful and very appreciative uh, from him right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say I'm still I, I do like him a lot. He has he has more positives than negatives. Absolutely. I agree. I absolutely agree. I am still a little worried about his like his arm strength as far like I would agree with that. If too. you saw that one had the one like 50 yard throw, he, I mean the one that was was perfect, but then he had another one that was like you could sure. tell he put his entire body into it and it yeah. still only went like 50 yards. And, like, and yeah, mm-hmm. remember he short and he short armed uh, Zach Ertz the week before. Like yeah. these are these are some I'm of hoping the things that's that he'll work on, hopefully. and he'll eventually, you know, grow into it. Because I mean, he's definitely yeah. got the strength. It's just a matter of like the form, I guess. But yeah, and you know, that's where the special plays come from. That's the next step. Is he's being safe with the ball. He's making the plays that are there. It's just working on that velocity, working on fitting the tight windows and being accurate, and seeing it. I think will bring you those special plays that they're missing. You know. Yeah. So yeah, one I thought, or, or I thought Jalen's um, touchdown drive in the fourth quarter was phenomenal. Loved it. Two, the fact that we had 10, almost 10 minutes less time of possession than the Niners and had more yards is a positive. We had 25 minutes of time possession. Niners had 34 minutes and we had like 30 more yards than them. 300. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting their rushing, which is great. And they're getting, you know, Jan's doing enough in the past game. So I, they've had good balance the first two games. I hope that continues. Yeah, And then uh, the third, like I mentioned previously, I'm very happy with the defense so far. I would like more sacks and definitely more turnovers. I don't think we have any turnovers yet. No, that's a, that was one thing but, I noticed, you know, because the one thing with that game too is you got unlucky sometimes. The Niners made plays, you know, the black field goal was a big play for them that changed a lot of that game. If any of those fumbles that you made that rolled out of bounds, you know, that's something I make. Anthony Harris dropped a beautiful, like an interception in his hands. I know. I was be like, but that's, see, that was where I was worried with the defense and, it, you know, worried more with the lack of pressure after Graham got hurt is, yeah, I need them to make plays. Your offense is struggling. You know, you got a young quarterback, a young offense. Your defense is going to have to make some plays for you throughout the season. And I just, you, you know, you teed off of Matt Ryan last week, but you still didn't turn over the ball that much. You didn't really give us anything exciting this week. Uh, there was missed tackles. Singleton worries me a lot. I thought I did not think it was his best game. Um, linebacker, I'm not happy with the linebacker. Yeah, that's play. and that's, I thought that's Eric worrisome. Wilson played a little better, but I'm still not. I'm still not impressed. I thought yeah, he was going to do much more. 
I agree. Yeah, that area I'm worried about. The secondary has impressed me, though. I mean, I've been very like, happy with this. Like yeah. you said, all in all, you, you held the Niners to 17 points. Yeah, That's... I mean, besides, I mean, I was, you know, giving the Eagles a hard time for one player having, you know, a lot of receiving yards and the other players not. Same was the Niners. Like, Niners had the same exact statue. It was, uh, it was a Debo Samuel or whatever had like 90 yards receiving and then everyone else had 20. So, and the Kittle was completely shut out. I was shocked. You know what? Uh, I you know what? Corners, I, I thought the corners did really well. Going off Kittle, though, you know what I realized? I wish I realized before I draft some fantasy is that they're they're clearly using him more of as a blocker. It reminds me of that yeah. year with the 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 Patriots won their last Super Bowl in New England with Brady. That year, Gronk was literally just blocking. They were going off of incredible defense and running the ball. And Kittle Kittle played that role, man. He was out there. He's blocking. He was, he was. He's versatile. Um, yeah, I mean, you hold him to seventeen. You, that's something you can live off of. The offense show you, showed you enough to be, you know, continue to be exciting after they put up 32 of the week one. It's going to come down to week, you know, week three. I'll forget this loss to the Niners if you beat the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah and I, to be I, fair, I, if they beat the Niners and then they lost the Cowboys, I would have forgot the Niners win because I would have been upset about losing the Cowboys. So, yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. It all comes down to week three. You need week three because after that, it's going to get tough. You, know, you got the, the teams from the Super Bowl and then the Panthers who also look pretty good. And I then think three weeks after that. I think this uh, Cowboys Eagles game is going to be very telling. Like, I think it'll teach, we'll learn a lot about the Eagles from this game because Cowboys offensively are good, but their defense is definitely still an issue. I mean, they played yeah. decent against the Chargers, but I, I don't think they're going to do anything special. But yeah, I, I, as long as, like, obviously I want them to win, but if I see, like, if it's an impressive yep. game out of the out Eagles, of the at Eagles. least, you know, if they do all the, all the good things and still lose, like, at least there's some shiny light in it all, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to see them get blown out, you know. No, you, I need, I need to win. The way the defense is played, I, I don't, win. I don't foresee that. So, and I'm excited to see how Slay does against some, some real receivers. So, I mean, we'll see. This, I mean, the secondary is definitely going to be tested this week. They're just good. I think though, I think they've been holding up so far. So, I mean, McLaurin's no slouch, and they shut him out. So, and uh, yeah. or not, not, not McLaurin. I'm stupid. That was Washington. But do we play uh, week one? Atlanta. Yeah. Um Calvin Ridley is no I I I thought he was I think he's a top ten receiver and they should well yeah, but I mean with Atlanta, I thought it was more um our defense line just ruining Matt Ryan's life every day. Cause man, that's that true. offensive line for yeah. Atlanta was terrible. Uh, and terrible Matt Ryan too. <laughs> yeah, well that's I say I saw a theme in that, but yeah, Brandon Graham is gonna be a big miss. Uh, I yeah. I'm I'm really sad about that because you know, I was talking. It was after week one. I was like, "Damn, you know, Cox and Graham are still producing at such a high level. They are Hargrave still looks really good. It does, but like I said, there was a noticeable drop off from everyone involved on the defense line when Graham went out. You know, now you're going to be testing that rotation now. I think I think that's what it was. It just messed up the rotation. But I think we're going to see a lot more of Ryan Kerrigan. I think we're going to see I, who I forgot was on the team until I did too. Yeah, until, he hasn't really uh, done last anything. week. Well, I mean, well, we'll see. We're two games in. <laughs> Listen, Sweat's got his contract. Yeah, so um, it'll be so it'll be Barnett good. is obviously on the last, this last string. Graham actually getting hurt is probably the only reason he's going to get a chance to save his job. Um, because other than that, I mean, I thought I think he pretty much nailed the coffin was getting him, you know, kicking himself off this team by doing these stupid penalties. Yeah, but all right. Uh moving on to the rest of the league. So I'll just we'll do a quick hits throughout all the scores, and then if you have a sentence or two you want to say. Uh, but not spend too much time on them. So Thursday game, Giants lost to the Washington football team in classic Giant fashion. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was bad. That yeah. was bad. Dropped that a touchdown. Was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
the Saints are and Jameis Winston is exactly what I thought he was. Through turned around his five touchdown game into a two interception game, no touchdowns, lost See, to the Panthers. You're a football scrooge. You know, I w- I'm not going to kill the Saints over that loss. I'm going to give more credit to the Panthers. The Panthers showed up, and I was very impressed with them. Yeah, uh, they right. have a good team, man. They can, if Sammy Darnold can, you know, can be what everyone thought he was going to be before the Jets ruined them. They have a solid defense. Mm-hmm. I like Burns. I like Chin. I like mm-hmm. Derek Brown. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on the Panthers now. Fair enough. Um, nail biter. We had the Bears beating the Bengals. <laughs> Justin Fields got to make an appearance. Uh, yeah, so that was last Sunday. We had the uh, quarterback plague. Um, for some reason, half the league lost quarterbacks. So we had like so Carson Carson Wentz had injuries to both his ankles. He sprained both his ankles somehow. I don't know how you do do that. Nothing. You know, I don't know if you watched that game. I have I have a couple thoughts in the game. I'll you know I'll wait a little bit. But Carson Wentz hasn't changed. He's exactly the same person he was mm-hmm. with Philadelphia. He's just reckless. You know what he treats every play like? You wonder why this guy gets hurt, but, man, he treats every play like it's like that Washington play he made the year of the Super Bowl. Like, he's just sure. going to break out of three tackles every single time. And this is why he gets hurt, because he never gives up on a play. And, no, that's good. We all love your spunk and everything. But usually with you, Carson, when you fight for that extra couple seconds in a play, you either get hurt or you then turn the ball over. And yeah. you're both – you're very good at both of them. And – Man, I'm like, I, it's like I never, he never left. He does the frontward slide all the time. I was going to say, all things considered, he's actually played like solid. They have, he hasn't lost them the games to my No, knowledge, but so. you know, it, he, a lot of the bad trends he was doing here, the forward slides, the, the never say die play, even when it's dead, they, you know, that, yeah. those lead to bad things. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, I mean, there's other quarterbacks who do that too, but they're, you know, just a little faster than him so they can get away um, and not as fragile. Yeah. But yeah, so he got hurt. Um, Sprained both ankles. I, it's ridiculous. I don't yeah. even know how you do that. Yeah, Andy Dalton was in and out with injuries. So Justin Fields, who didn't look, you know, he looked okay. He wasn't terrible. Won the game. Really they good. won the game. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield was out for a little bit. Came back. Uh, Derek Carr was out for a for a hot sec. He came back. Um, trying to think who else. Tyrod Taylor was out. I think he returned after a while. Um, yeah, they're supposed to miss this weird, game though. A lot of weird injuries. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an early season. So, but, who are you? Who? What? What? What game caught your eye? What was your? Because there was a couple close ones that caught my eye. Um, obviously the mention the Rams and Colts game was very good. Wentz did play for well in his minutes. I said you know the issues that he has. Stafford still looks great. Um, but the Rams look like a legit powerhouse oh yeah yeah they they're back i'm you know what i'm not surprised that they're they're good i'm surprised how quickly it's taking matt stafford to pick up this offense because i mean even i mean even when we saw tom brady play on bruce aaron's office they eventually went on to win the super bowl and he played great Mm -hmm. but like it took him a couple years a couple weeks to figure it out matt stafford looks like he's been playing in this offense for the last decade yeah yeah i uh i don't know i think I mean, the Bills – I mean, I know – oh, Tua, another guy who got hurt. He had bruised ribs. Um, but for the Bill, like, 
Bills to just come out and smack the shit out of them, thirty-five nothing. That was kind of surprising. Oh, that was a redemption, you know, game. Yeah, there was two teams that needed to beat up on one of their crappy division rivals to make up for their horrific Week One performance, and the Bills were one of those teams. And I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were the other one, and they both went out and smacked one of the division rivals they they enjoy smacking. Oh, I mean, Packers had a little bit of trouble for a bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, I. I watched that whole game. The Lions were playing well in the beginning. Golf was making plays. Uh, Quintez Cephas played really well. Um, I think he's a rookie or young guy. But eventually, you know, the Packers just kept scoring and the Lions were hanging with them. Eventually, that wasn't going to work out. And Aaron Rodgers started eating that defense. Jared Goff started making the mistakes you expect from Jared Goff. And ultimately, they hung in a little bit. They reminded me of the Falcons and the Buccaneers. The Falcons hung in with them a little bit till it was close. But you never at one point ever thought, that either of those teams were going to lose. Yeah, I mean, there were, like, uh, just uh, just to rip through a couple, handful of really solid games. I mean, obviously, the Monday night back, we've had back, or not Monday night, the Sunday night game. Chiefs-Ravens was really good. Um, Titans coming back against the Seahawks was good. Yeah, that was and probably my favorite game. Vi- Vikings-Cardinals had a hell of a game that went down to a just- <laughs> missed field goal by a Vikings kicker, which is, like, deja vu for them. So it's brutal. The guy made a 52-yard field goal in, uh, during the game. You're in a dome, and then what was it, 39, 43? Yep. I forget what's on my head. Like, yeah. dude, Easy. come on. You can't miss that. And it, and you know what's even funnier? Matt Prater kicked a 62-yard field goal right before half in that game and drilled it. You're going to just get outclassed by the other kicker like that? Yep. You know, have some kicker-on-kicker pride. You got to you gotta look at the cross sideline and be like, this guy just booted one from 62 yards away. I can at least make one 43 yards away to win the game. But no, pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. But- the Vikings are, you know what? The Vikings might be my favorite team to watch, even though I have no expectations for them to be good this year. Their offense is elite and exciting. The defense is weird. I feel like they have three really good players, and the rest of them all stink. Like, Daniel Hunter had three sacks. Harrison Smith makes plays. Kendricks had a couple big plays. But outside that, man, they they their defense stinks. They gave up a lot of points in week one. I think it was to the Bengals. Pat Peterson, the cornerback. Yeah, I. you know what? I veteran corners just go to minnesota to die or, or at least die or not you know xavier Rhodes fell off there and now patch peterson can't find it yeah. their defense is struggling man but they're so fun to watch because you get games like this past sunday where it's the highest scoring shootout and they mm-hmm. usually end up losing in some brutal fashion yeah but um yeah i mean the rest of the league so te- texans I, I would i'll give them credit i mean they were beating the browns at one point in this game i I thought the Texans were going to be really bad this year, and they've they fought in both games so far. They won the first one, so but yeah, the Browns won. Yeah, but I mean, did you see their co- the coach refusing to go for it, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm happy with punting. That's that's what I want to do." Here. On third down. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy. Like he's an older it was coach. Third in, was it? Oh no, it was third. It was like third and third. five or something, and they declined a penalty to make it third and ten. And then so it became like fourth and five, and they just punted. Yeah, and you figure it out. Oh, they must be declining the penalty because they just want to be closer, you know, and go for it on fourth down. Nope. No, we just would rather just to punt. You know, we the best player on our team is the punter trying to get him out there. I feel bad for that guy. Like, David Coley's an older coach who was going to a horrific situation. He's never been a coordinator, and we kind of all knew that he was going to fail miserably at this job just because he's been set up to fail. And you know what? He's really not doing much to convince us otherwise. You know, True. I we all knew he was going to fail just being Houston and the dumpster fire that they are. But, dude, you, you, 
given the opportunity between punting and going for it in a league where you want to score points to win the game, you're not helping yourself here. Yeah. Um, rest of the league, like we mentioned, Rams beat the Colts. The Broncos are 2-0. and They beat the Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence does not look good through two games so far, throwing interception after interception. Yeah, that's uh, a learning curve. Yeah. Um, Can't Patriots, forget that they, they were a bad team last year. Speaking of interceptions, uh, the Jets for the quarterback through, through four of them. Patriots beat mm. them. R.I.P. You feel uh, bad. Going against Belichick like that, it's just it's shame. It'll, it'll never work out for you. Niners beat the Eagles. Raiders beat the Steelers. Raiders look – I'm impressed. Raiders look nice. I was at – you know what? Because I was out in Pittsburgh this weekend, so uh, it was a lot of Steelers TV. Surprisingly, a lot of Raiders fan made the trip to Pittsburgh for the game. They really I'm traveled. Yeah. You know who did surprise me? Man, there must have been half freaking Niners fan in the link on Sunday. There was really? a lot of red jerseys in that. Just watching the game, everything, I thought there was a lot of Niners fan. But the Raiders look good. I was impressed. Their defense is exceeding all expectations for what I what yeah. – for them like their d-line and gets after it max cross was a hell of a player uh Yannick Nugoc- yeah. Nugochu, uh was a big pickup ngakwe <laughs> ngakwe that's what i was thinking about two different names in my head and uh, you know what listen waller's been the beast that he is cars look very good yep. henry Ruggs gives him that deep element he had a big touchdown this year and, and they didn't the even have josh line, jacobs and they still won no the offense line held up for them too they've been i mean we criticized them because they gave away their whole offline but yeah. They still played very well. I was extremely impressed, especially when against one of the better front sevens in the league. I know TJ Watt got hurt, but listen, there's still plenty of players in that defense to make plays. Yeah. Um, and then the Buccaneers smacked the Falcons. Tom Brady has nine touchdowns through two games. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that was just – he put on an absolute clinic. Cowboys beat the Chargers by a field goal. I think it was like a last-minute or last-second field goal too. Yeah. Titans beat the Seahawks in overtime, which is a great comeback for them. And then, by far my favorite game. That was the best game this yeah, week. Yeah, it was a good game. Ravens beat the Chiefs in a thriller. Also, I, I might have liked game. that game better, honestly. That I mean, that Titan, Titans game was entertaining. Yeah. And then the uh, Packers struggled a little bit with the Lions, and then they pulled away at the end, so they beat them. And that is week two. Speaking One of a- pulling away. Actually, yeah, it's nothing to do with pulling away. But who are, oh. you, who are your uh, who are your does for the week? Oh, you want to go to the the, the negative right away? Of course, we have to. Then you okay. spring it in positive. You know. All right, fair Instead enough. Going yeah, from yeah. good to bad. You know? You're right. You're right. All righty. Uh, now let me pull my list up here. So uh, we'll start with the duds. Mm-hmm. So I'm this one, I think, who would even be on it? I don't know. You know, I, I I think you might be surprised by this, but you know what? There is. My first one, let's put it this way. I'll give my my third dot of this week was okay. completely expected. I could have probably predicted it going into the this Sunday. The okay. other two, the other two duds gave me like I mean, if either of them played for the Eagles and did this to me, I would drop kicked my TV on the freaking spot. <laughs> and they were just so despicable and unacceptable that in a rare bands, usually I look at the whole game. I mean, neither of them had a great game, but my first two does definitely comes down to one specific moment for each of them that, you know, if you were rooting for that team, you were in pain watching it. And I was just picturing myself as an Eagles fan, having to visualize that. And I couldn't help but be extremely angry. And uh, I knew that those were deserving of duds. So let's go get to the easy one here. This one. I mean, listen, there's certain numbers that just pop off your head and it just immediately puts you in the duds list. When I see four interceptions that catches (laughs) my eye, but to be fair, when I knew that 
the Jets were going to play the Patriots. And not only is Bill Belichick 34 and 11 against the Jets in his career with the Patriots, I think he won the last eight encounter, you know, matchups with them. Also, Belichick's also 22 and six against rookie quarterbacks. So going into this matchup, I could have probably told you this was going to end really bad for Zach yeah. Wilson. And geez, man, it looked really bad. He looked like, you know, he had his welcome to the NFL moment. And this was one in what, before the season started, I could have highlighted and be like, this is going to be a rough goal for Zach Wilson. He's not going to be very seasoned in an NFL offense. He's not going to see anything that Belichick's about to throw at him. <laughs> and it looked like that. A couple of the interceptions were tough. There was like some tip balls, uh, you know, tough, but you know, Belichick plays it so well. He just, you think he's coaching for tip balls. Mm -hmm. There was one brutal one, man. The last one to McCordy. Oh my God. It looks like he jumped, wasn't even standing on both feet, flung the ball like 15 yards past the guy he was trying to throw to Devin McCordy didn't even move. It was like a punt. It just landed in his arms. <laughs> so yeah, Zach Wilson, a very welcome to the NFL moment. Just got embarrassed. Just like a lot of rookie quarterbacks from, and a lot of quarterbacks that the jets have thrown out in the last two decades. Uh, Belichick has continued that trend of embarrassing not only the Jets but rookie quarterbacks, and he did it in great fashion as they went on to beat them. As Zach Wilson threw for four interceptions. Did you see the uh, his in his post his uh, press conference after the game? One of the reporters asked him if he was seeing ghosts. Do you remember? Uh, do you yeah, remember when Sam Darnold was a rookie and yeah, got smacked he, by the Patriots, and he's like, he said he was seeing ghosts on the yeah field. <laughs> on that hot mic, the Halloween game, and yep. yeah, that, that, was, was that was that was tough. That was that was, so that was another moment where. I could have probably predicted that's going to end really bad for Sam yeah. Darnold. And, you know, it did. It, it did not go well. So, yeah, that was uh, definitely a deserving dud. But, yeah. you know, Belichick does that to a lot of people. What we got next? So, my second guy. Again, there's going to be a theme with my first dud and my second dud. This, their mistakes come down to one glaring issue. Although yeah. this guy hardly had a great game. His team, you know, managed to put up 35 points in a losing effort. Mm -hmm. And as the starting running back, you would think you would contribute a little bit more than 13 carries for 46 yards and zero touchdowns to go along with a 3.5 average. If your team's putting up 35 points, you would assume that you would have helped in some way, but you really didn't. You were irrelevant, completely irrelevant for the entire game until that one moment came where the one moment where they're not really asking you to do anything special. I don't think, I really don't think his coach wanted him to gain any yards or, you know, get a first down. Yeah, sure. Maybe of course, but, you know what you couldn't do with a minute and 20 seconds left when the opposing team has one timeout left and you're about to kick the game winning field goal where you're actually in the game. We kick, you know, you're in field goal range for the game winning field goal. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just receive the handoff, fall down. So the Ravens call their last timeout mm -hmm. on second and third, and then they're going to let the time trickle down and maybe they do it again, or maybe they just kick the field goal and win. But see for Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. For Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not only are we not asking you to gain yards, get a first down, all we're asking for to do is just don't fumble the ball. And what do you do? You fumble the ball. And yeah. guess what? The Ravens went up to scoop the ball, and you lost. And you, you were going to win. You were in the realm of winning right there if you do nothing else but just hold on to the ball, and you lost. So that was pretty brutal. That deserved a second dud. But you know what? I'll give Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire a chance. He's okay. a second dud because when he makes his mistake, when he fumbles the ball there, the Chiefs still have a chance of winning. The Ravens have to, you know, march the field, get a field gun, a field, I'm sorry, they have to get a first down or give the ball back to the best quarterback currently and Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. 
which you know what with a couple timeouts you're thinking all right you still have a chance you just need the defense to make the stop but ultimately that didn't happen but for my first stud man he also had a brutal <laughs> i would have drop kicked my tv if he was an eagle and did this to me but see when he made his mistake there was no redemption there was no hope for anything better he lost the game as soon as he made a mistake a game that he had won the game was over zero seconds went on the clock the ball sailed right and the football team missed the field goal the giants had won the game they had more points next to their logo with zero zero on the clock but wait who was that lined up right in front of the football may you add on the inside this wasn't one of the outside guys who was that right in front of the football, six inches away from it, to see whether it's snap or not, jumping off sides to give the Washington football team one more chance to then kick the football, kick the field goal that causes you to lose the game. So Dexter Lawrence, while Clyde Woods-Alaire had his team, you know, his team had a chance to save his ass, you screwed your team. There was no saving anyone's ass. There was no chance to save anyone's ass because in a nationally TV game, against your division rival and a season where people are already questionable about you, but then you do stuff like this to then realize that the giants really are the embarrassment that we all think they are. You cost your team the game. You let the kicker who just missed it and saved your giants get an easier kick at it five yards ahead of where it was. Hmm. And you lost the game. Unexcusable. That is so unacceptable. How do you jump off sides when the ball's in front of your face? You are a bum, Derek Dexter Lawrence. If I was, if you were on the Eagles, I guarantee you this entire city would have been begging oh. for your ass to be cut, yep. and I would have one destroyed TV in my house. <laughs> but hey, yeah, it's the Giants, and it made me laugh. But that was—I know it felt like so long ago because it's Thursday night, and now we're doing this after all the other games. But that was one that sizzled in my head. I put them down for a dud immediately, and some people came close Clyde Edwards Lair and Zach Wilson made tramps, but it was tough to overcome that horrible performance by Dexter Lawrence. So Dexter Lawrence, you've deserved this. That was horrific, but moving on to the good stuff. So I will say, I mean, I don't know. I mean, clearly our, our, you know, podcast is talked to, you know, watched by many NFL players because all my duds from last week just went and balled the fuck out this week. Of course. Of course. So my first stud this week, he was a guy, man, he was, if you watch that game in a high scoring game, it was, uh, I believe, 32 to, to 28 or uh, 27, 24. I apologize. It's the final score. Okay. That offense ran through my guy here. He was the offense. No one else was really putting up the big numbers that my guy was doing mm-hmm. to have 163 receiving yards, nine receptions, two touchdowns. Your next close receiver at 64 receiving yards. You didn't have a running back go over 55 rushing yards. Uh-huh. And you, you were everything. You were every touchdown pass. You were, you know, he was watching that game, made every big play, made the conversions, and was when they needed someone to step up, he was the guy that came up every time over and over watching the game. A guy, man, who's always been a solid, underrated player, I would say, but I think the quarterback changed. Now I know apparently my boy Matthew Stafford eats his breakfast every single morning and has been since he's got to the Rams with my boy Cooper Cup, who is my third starter this week. He's, yeah, he's been looking good. Dude, man, he's good. I always liked Cup before Stafford got there, but I feel like he was always underrated. He looks great so far. Buck 63, nine receptions, two touchdowns. I tell you, watching that game, whenever they needed to play, it was always Cooper Cup. Without even thinking, it was always Cooper Cup. He outshined everyone on that offense. He was the engine that entire game. Really impressive performance by him. Yeah, I'll um, admit I was never the biggest Cooper Cup believer, but he's having a hell of a season so far. So, 
I mean, he was a possession guy, I always thought, beforehand. But now, yeah. I think, now with Stafford at the helm, the guy makes plays. And I was extremely impressed because he was helping the whole offense. No one really shined on that offense besides him. And you still managed to put up 27 points against a good Colts team and win. That's huge. Yeah, I agree with that. So my next guy, second stud, and he deserves a second stud because I think he was part of the biggest win this entire week of football. Okay. And you know what? He didn't. He did it against, you know, he had to come up and play. This was a big game, and he knew it was going to be a big game. This was going to be a shootout, and it turned out to be a shootout, 36 uh-huh. to 35. You're considering he went, mad, you know, he went snap for snap, play for play, down for down, point for point, drive for drive, with arguably the best quarterback out in the game right now. And he did it playing his game. That's what I was most impressed with. Everyone gets on this guy because, you know, he's a little limited or he hasn't as far along as you'd like as a passer. Sure. But he played his game. And he did it so well that he ended up putting 36 points up and beating the team that has had his number since he's been in the league and one of the best teams in football. His, you know, he put up 100 yards rushing. He made the, the passes that were necessary. I thought his final drive of the half was actually the best thing I saw all game he had a big rush for like 14 yards for first down there wasn't much time left less than a minute in the half didn't have the timeouts makes the big run he made every throw he needed to and drove his field and field his team in field goal range for them to kick it with just a few seconds left before half and that was a pressing showing because he did it during his game he was mobile he passed when he needed to and he made the plays he needed to and then when your team needs to play when you're like you know what i got a such an elite offensive cross from me they've made a mistake we have the ball. We're not giving this back to him. He went, put his nose down, and got the fourth down conversion. No hesitation. His coach had the big balls, put the confidence in him, and Lamar Jackson went and produced for him, made him look like a genius. The guy play had a hell of a game. I was extremely impressed. He had the two interceptions at the beginning. One was a pick six. Mm-hmm. They weren't great. The one was an overthrow to Matthew for the touchdown, which was bad. And then the other one was a deep ball and a triple coverage that should have never left his hands. Yep. But he settled in. And he played a great game. He played his game, had over 100 yards rushing. I think he had 200 and something passing yards. He had a passing touchdown. He didn't need to sling the ball like Patrick Mahomes does to beat him. He played his game with a team that has had many injuries, lost a heartbreaker on Monday Night Football the week before, needed this game, and he shut up big. Yeah. And he and he looked amazing. Uh, 16 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns to go along with the pass touchdown, the passing yards. Very impressed with him. By far the biggest week win of the of the week, deserved everything he, he accomplished. You know what I was thinking because we were talking about this last week. Baker Mahomes in this, or no, I'm sorry, ba- uh, Baker, ba- Baker Mayfield was in the same exact position that Lamar Jackson was in. He had that final drive to step on the Chiefs' throat and win. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my sister, and I mentioned this to you. This is a hundred million dollar drive for Baker because you know this is if he beats Patrick Mahomes, even though it's week one, if he drives the field and beats Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. This is something his agent brings up for the contract negotiations. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't. Lamar Jackson, he did it. This is something he's going to bring up to, in contract negotiations in the offseason. He's going to deserve it. Very impressive win. Very I'll say, yeah, he did. It was a, he, he had a good rebound, but I, I am a little worried. I mean, he had two fumbles like, in the first game against the Raiders. He had two interceptions this game. Like, he's got to clean up his game. He does, and you know what? I think the only reason he game. can he can get away with it is because of how fast he is and how much how many plays he can make with his feet. But yeah, you know, that'll listen, catch up on you eventually if you do that. If you have two turnovers every single game, it's going to catch up. I listen. I agree with you, and he made them corrections. The first two turnovers came in in the very beginning of the game 
after them, he was locked in and ready to go. Yeah, you're right. No one wants to throw two interceptions, but after that, he was locked in. And after that, he was the best player on that field. Yeah. And he did it playing his game, man. Everyone wants him to throw the ball deep and sling it like Mahomes. He just beat Mahomes playing his game. He was a big player. He made big plays constantly. And on the Fair. ground was, you know, where he makes those plays. You know, Lamar Jackson's an elite player in, in the running department. Play to his strengths. He doesn't need to swing it like Patrick Holmes to win those games. And the patch, the defense gave 35 points to the Chiefs. I think you could expect the Chiefs to score 35 points any game, but it's hard to win games where your defense gives up 35 points, and he still managed to do that. So I was extremely mm-hmm. impressed with his performance. But there was one performance that was a little bit better. Oh. And since I know that he's a devout listener to the show now, I'm going to say right now, I won't even pander and wait because I know Dakota's waiting for it. I know Derrick Henry's listening, and he's waiting for it too. I'm sorry, Derrick Henry. I should have never put your name near my dud list. I don't care what the reason was for. I don't care what I was saying. I immediately correct myself. I apologize. Because my man went for 182 rushing yards, 55 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. And you know where I said Cooper Cup was the offense? Derrick Henry was the offense for the Titans. That offense line was going to let and Tannehill get destroyed. And my man came out there, just made big play after big play after big play. I said it last week. I was like, you know what? You're a top 10 player in the league. You're the best player on your team. You can't get blown out. You need to make a play. You need to step up. Well, you know, he listened to all of that, put it on recording, and just bashed his head into the wall, I think, all week listening to my voice. Because he came out <laughs> like a mean, mean man. And he made me eat all my words. Because I'll tell you right now, in a 33 to 30 point game where they needed every yard, every point, every touchdown that man scored, mm-hmm. oh man, they needed all of it. And he gave them everything and more incredible performance uh, truly this is one of the elite derrick henry performance not elite performance but you got to measure derrick henry to derrick henry and it was incredible he did the classic derrick henry, got better as the game went on was wearing down and man he just he was a problem he was yeah. he was getting stopped at the line he was you know he had guys coming up on him and he was breaking tackles at the line and then sprinting for 14 more yards and picking up first downs and he answered everything that the the Seahawks were throwing at them offensively. And man, it was impressive. It was a very impressive performance. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get him on the show so he can uh, talk I'll, about uh, <laughs> talk this, about the uh, duds. I apologize to him. I know Chandler Jones exposed you for your horrific rating of him last week. But oh my god, Derrick Henry just said, "I am never a dud. I don't care what I do. I'm Derrick Henry." And uh, listen, bro, I got you. Just for shutting me up, which is a task in itself you had to be number one stud. So that's what this number one stud is this week. Fair enough. I like it. Um, I do have, we have a new segment, uh, my, my segment. So it'll be uh, coming after our studs and does. So it's, uh, it's a lot shorter, not as uh, in depth as the studs and does, but it's still a little fun. Yeah, fair enough. And I like to call it too much whiz. Too right. much whiz. Too much whiz. So I'm just going to specify that I don't know anything about this. You have free reign. So, <laughs> so too if much, this is a disaster, don't no one blame me. I didn't approve this. So too, too much whiz. Tell me. Too much whiz. So three three takeaways from uh, the weekend of football, and okay. we have to evaluate if it's an overreaction. Too much okay. whiz, or okay. if it's if it's a if it's a you know good reaction like it's looks trending in the upwards direction so okay all right so let's start off with the that. first one okay too much whiz what do you think Derek Carr is in the running for MVP so far through two games uh you know what I'll... some hesitation so you're thinking about it I know <laughs> he's played Cause... really well yeah and you know I've been a big hater on Derek Carr for a while and you know he had a big game. 
I'll say it's not too much whiz. It's not. Okay. I, you know what? He had two big wins. He beat two powerhouses in the AFC. He's done everything you could possibly ask from through two games so far. Mm-hmm. You know, two and oh, he's got four touchdowns already, 800 yards. Um, he's got one pick, which isn't bad. And he's winning games. You know, he's not hurting the team. He's making plays. And I, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be saying that later on. And he's definitely not my front run. I think the, my most impressive MVP candidate right now is Kyler Murray. But sure. for Derek Carr, I will say not too much whiz. For what he's done so far, he's impressed me. Uh, he's, he's earning the respect he deserves. I'll put him in the conversation right now. Okay. Uh, our second <clears throat> point, too much whiz. The Buccaneers will go undefeated. They've put oh. up they put up almost 50 points against the Falcons and Tom Brady's got nine touchdowns already. Yeah, uh, too much whiz. I, I'm saying that's a little too much. Going undefeated is extremely difficult, especially as a defending Super Bowl champ. Mm. You know, I mean, I know they did smack the Falcons, but the Falcons still gave them a little bit in the first half. They were out there making plays. I think they put up like 28 points, I think, in a losing effort. Um, so you know, it's the fact that they're gonna get the best every single week from everyone. One of these teams is gonna knock them out. Um, so I'm gonna say too much whiz. I, I I also think they're not a team too worried about being undefeated. I think they have their eye on the Super Bowl again, and they look really good. Yeah, I mean, I was I was gonna say we don't have too many teams that are undefeated still, which is kind of wild. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just I mean to do it as a defending champ when you know everyone's coming for you, that would just be. Un- but they look, man. I'll give them that. They look really, really good. There, yeah. Brady looks incredible. If anything, I thought the Falcons scoring enough points to make it interesting was that. Wow, I'm just seeing Brady just keep the, the pedal on the metal and he's just putting on a clinic. Like he's not missing passes, five touchdowns. Like he had to drive the field all those five times for those touchdowns, but he made it look really easy doing it. And good luck to other teams. Okay. All right. And the the last one we got too much whiz. The Panthers are a legit playoff threat. I I'm saying yes. I mean, obviously, okay. I mentioned this already to you that I think you were given the so not too much whiz. Is that what you? No, mean? no, not too much whiz. Okay. I like the Panthers. Okay. I thought, you know what? I like what the Panthers were doing. They had pieces. Obviously, Darnold was the worry, but he, I, I mean, not worry, but uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But you know, he looked good. I like what Matt Rule's doing. I like. I think. I mean, they keep this up. Joe Brady's going to be a head coach somewhere next year. Yeah. If he. Oh yeah. yeah. If he revitalizes Darnold, he career, was even there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean. Listen, ever since Tepper took over the team as the owner, they've done a great job. I like the coach hire. I like the coordinators hire. I like their defense. They're drafting very well. That that defense is a lot of young players on it. Burns, yeah. is, I think, is a stud in the making. Having a great season so far. Oh, yeah. I like I like Brown, who they drafted high in the first round. I like Chin. They have good weapons. McCaffrey's obviously stud. That team's on the up and up. They're a little ahead of where I thought they would be. Um, I didn't know if they would be a playoff team this year, but now I, I honestly think they're a playoff contender just from what I've seen through two weeks so far. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So that'll be our, our too much whiz. Well, three, three topics that stuck out that need to determine. Is it an overreaction or not? Is it too much whiz or just enough? I'm for it. I'm for it. Now I had a, a before we get into picks uh, power rankings and power rankings, I wanted to ask you something, get your personal opinion on it. And I'll tell you my opinion on this. Cause this has been the talk of week two. Uh, okay. I, I think from what I've heard in some games, obviously we knew this was going to come up at some point in the season, but it seems like week two, we saw more of it. The taunting rule. Yeah. Give me yeah. your thoughts on it. Cause it I sucks. have my personal opinion. Yeah. I... It sucks. That's it. There's no, like it's, it's not, they, they're way too. They just let them do what they want. Like they're yeah. not, they're not harming anyone. As long as it doesn't go on for like, you know, 10, 15 seconds. It's if it's like quick little, you know, whatever, but 
yeah, so far it's been uh, no, but nobody, even all I've, I mean, I saw on Twitter, people were throwing, you know, fire and was what's the term? gas into the fire. Yeah. how much they hated the new rule so yeah I don't yeah think. i think everyone expected to hate it as soon as we heard it announced i will say this and i saw it develop really well in the seeing what why the nfl wants to do this and what they're trying to do and then i saw that actually be called in this game and i was like this this is terrible in the seahawks and titan game which i said was probably my favorite from this weekend this was a very physical very like there was a physical, emotional, like this was high, a highly contested, highly competitive game between two good teams. I mean, it was 33 to 30 that went into overtime and everything. And, you know, you saw aggressive play throughout, but I never thought it went over the line. And I never thought the refs didn't have control of the game or things were getting out of hand. And mind you, this was in a game where there was four personal foul calls. There was a roughing the kicker penalty on, on, uh, on uh, I think it was Seattle on the Titans punter, which was totally deserved. The guy hit him late. There was personal fouls on roughing the passer with Kendichi to Tannehill, where he just blew him up uh, after the whistle, which was deserved as well. And then the Jamal Adams hit uh, on Tannehill, where he hit him a little high and late, which was yeah. also deserved. And then Brooks, linebacker for Seattle, hit a guy late out of bounds, which I thought was also deserved. And there were big hits throughout this game, highly competitive. But this is what I love about football. It's a violent, competitive fight wrapped up in the 60 minutes of competition. And that's what I love about this. This was my favorite game because I could see the emotion, see the, in, Blood, the interest. And I could literally see it. I could feel it off both teams. And I, I saw from the first whistle, I saw from the physical play, but the refs came, were under control. They made the correct calls on some dirty hits or late hits or bad penalties. Mm. But then there was a play. It was two players. It was, uh, I believe, the Seahawks uh, wide receiver was running down the field for deep ball. Titans guy made a stop. Could possibly pass interference. I thought it was a good no call, but the cornerback said something to the wide receiver while I was down and they threw the taunting penalty. Yeah. And man, that was brutal. It was 15 yards. You just had a huge stop, a huge momentum swing in a high scoring game. And I could see, I guess, what the thinking is with the NFL. I hate the rule first. I'm going to say that now, but I see what they're trying to do is in a highly competitive game like this, where it's physical, where it's aggressive, where they're competing and they're already a couple personal fouls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're trying to rein it in to calm everyone down a little bit more just as an extra enforcement. But I thought I think it's too biased. I think you're picking and choosing in certain moments. And I think if you were in a game and did the exact same thing, a game that wasn't as close or as competitive or as physical as that game was, you probably don't make that call. If the team's down by 21 points and then they make that, I doubt they make that taunt call. And I hate that yeah. they're, I think, over-enforcing. And I think that that's more a pick-and-choose kind of thing because it's all about scenario mostly. It was like I got to feel that they were worried that this game would get ugly or get out of hand, so they wanted to use the taunting penalty as a way of sh- silencing the one guy who makes the play but also give a warning to the team that there is no more of this. And I, I hate it. Like, that was the best part of the game. Yeah. yeah I love I, that intensity. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it develops, but it's, it's not looking good so far. It's just, yeah, I mean, in that one play, I could see it used. I was a bad call, I think, and it was also in the perfect moment where I see why the NFL wants to do this. And I just, again – I think they enforce the game fine. Like, no, there isn't really that many fights. You know, it's not anything getting out of control. A rough hit on the pass or out of bounds, you can live with that. You know, some of that mm-hmm. is just playing hard to the whistle in a competitive game. But I didn't think anyone was out there hurting each other. And, you know, I, I just think they're over-enforcing this with the Townsend rule. Classic NFL referees over-enforcing. I know, man. I, I just hope so. it goes away. I really hope it goes away. Because I, I that was my favorite game, and I hated the call. Hated yeah. the call when it happened. Uh, all right. Speaking of hard hitters, we got our top 10 power rankings making its return. 
love it we uh we we did our powering as we just didn't announce it on the podcast episode last week because we we're stupid but we That's got it this right. time things happen we so, get better Starting at number 10 we have the uh packers remaining at 10 uh the reason that they were on 10 last week is even though they lost is because we expect them to be a top 10 team by the end of the year so you know week one the first four weeks are always kind of a toss-up you know teams yeah. are still figuring out their way whatever so but we have Packers at 10 then we have the Seahawks drop back from five to, to number nine still a good team but the you know they had that game mm-hmm. uh Browns move up one spot to number eight Ravens hop into the top 10 uh with a one-on-one record but they've played they've played like they could be two and oh they lost but like they could be oh and two but um they, they've played really well i think you know all even with all the turnovers and all the injuries I mean, all the running injuries, back yeah and, yeah so it's a big win this week too that was yeah. everything there could the, be arguably the biggest win of the season so far i would i would say harbaugh is coach of the year through two games it's obviously very early but he's look he's doing a good job um then we have the raiders moving up weren't even in the top 10 last week two yeah yeah i'm very hey, surprised like we said hey not too much whiz on uh, Eric Carr having a really good MVP caliber season so far. I mean, he's he's done this before where he's looked good and then he's fallen off. So, no, not trying to say they're going to, you know, give the Chiefs a run for their money on the division. But, hey, you know, I mean, they they play well. This is a team that they've earned our respect. Like, yes. like you said, we didn't have in the power ranks last week, even after they beat the Steelers. Or, I'm sorry, not the Steelers, the Ravens. And then even this week we were doing it and then, like, I mean, we weren't even talking about them. And then we kind of got to the list and we're like, oh, wait, we're definitely have to include the Raiders here, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, now, now I've caught, they've caught my attention. Now I'm paying mm-hmm. attention. So I don't know who they play Pretty this week, wins. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've earned it. I mean, well, hats off to them. It might be three. No, looking at who they play. Um, so we have them in six and the bills moved up from eight to five after thrashing of the dolphins. Yeah. That was a get right game. Uh, Cardinals, another strong showing. The offense is really coming to its own. They move up from seven to number four. Yeah, I really, I really like the Cardinals a lot. I liked them going in the season. Kyler's my MVP right now. I, the only criticism I guess I'd give him, even though he looks explosive and he's been scoring touchdowns, like I, I said the same thing with Deshaun Watson as he was coming up, is he's so good, but I think he holds it on the ball too long trying to make those big plays. And every, that's something a mobile with. quarterback does, though. Yeah. And that's just, it's the balance between you're awesome, you can make those plays, but there are sometimes you got to understand when it's not there. And I mean, I think that came down to the, I mean, Daniel Hunter had three sacks, and I think a couple of them were Kyler should have just got rid of the ball, but very impressive team so far. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs moved back from number two to number three. I mean, they still had, you know, a great game, like you said, they were on the verge of winning until Edwards Hilaire fumbled. Yeah, he doesn't fumble that day. I mean, they, it was a forced fumble. You know, someone came around and punched it out. It's not like he just dropped it, but hell, a hell of a play by uh, Jason Awa. And I, yeah. I was like, you know guy. what? Yeah, I was gonna say I always love because obviously we get big into the draft and we've already done our draft episodes. It's nice in the first couple of weeks to see these guys we've been talking about, dissecting about. Like, yeah. you know, Jason Awa was that name, and I liked him when he got picked out of the Ravens, and he had made a hell of a play. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Rams are just been dominant on both sides of the ball. They move up from number three to number two. Yeah. And then the reigning champs are still number one. The they're in peak form. Yeah, they're they're in great form. You know who yeah. you I mean, they all look great, but you know who's looked really good and he looks like he's in peak form. 
a Gronk man. Gronk looks like look like Gronk from Gronk. he looks like the old school Gronk. Last year was, I mean, he wasn't asked to do much. He was first year back. There's so many weapons on that team. This year, he's taking more of that step. He's Brady's go-to, especially in the end zone. And man, he looks good. I will say, I've, I mean, we we get obviously the Eagles on TV because we're in the Philadelphia area. I've seen more of Gronk and Brady on TV through commercials than I have of their actual games so far. Like they're mm-hmm. all over. I will say I, I don't like Subway. I don't, I think their food sucks, I but, agree. but the, their commercials are pretty good. I will give I, them credit. The fact that I they have Tom that. Brady sponsoring a sandwich when the sandwich store, even though he doesn't eat bread is fucking hilarious. Like I love it, but it is. Yeah. He is pretty much all over. It reminds you of when Mahomes was all over everything last year. It's like mm-hmm. the, the advantage of winning the Super Bowl. All right, moving into our final segment of our episode is our weekly picks. Sadly, Tim has got the leg up on me somehow. I don't know what's going on with my picks. Love They're not, not doing great. The good guys get one I'm still, I'm still positive, but uh, so heading into the week, Tim is 19 and 13, and I am 17 and 15. So look at that. You, I, I ran away with it last year, but you're, you're – you Hey, know. new year, new things. Fair enough, fair enough. So starting off – First games we have this Thursday, Panthers at the Texans. And I think the Panthers are going to end up being 3-0. I do as well. Tyra Taylor's hurt. I don't think he's going to play. I don't know who the backup is. I guess it's Watson, even though he's not active and won't play. So who knows? But, yeah, I'm going to go Panthers as well. Okay. Uh, Then we have uh, first Sunday game, Chiefs at the Chargers. Or, excuse me, Chargers at the Chiefs. I think – Chiefs need to bounce back and Chargers aren't quite there to keep up with the Chiefs on offense. So yeah, you know, the Chargers kind of disappointed me so far. Um, they look like they're still lacking, but yeah, the Chiefs aren't going to lose two in a row. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh next team we have Cardinals take on the Jaguars. Is Trevor Lawrence going to get his first win or are the Jaguars going to keep rolling? Or is uh, keep rolling? No, yeah. No, after I've already gassed up the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, I'm not going to go and pick Jaguars to beat them. Yeah, I'm taking the uh, Cardinals as well. Then we have Bears and the Browns. I like had a mini stroke trying to read two Bs. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Browns here. The Bears are another – like they always have weird starts to their year, but they don't – their defense is looking better, but like uh, – I yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't hear the news. I don't know if, if you've heard anything coming out about Dalton and whether he's in a player fields. No. But uh, I, I still feel confident about the Browns. You know, they've looked solid through through uh, the first two weeks. This is a game they should win. Yeah. Um, let's go with the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills to keep rolling. Um, yeah, I, was, I wasn't impressed with Heineke last, last week. I uh, – you know, he definitely he didn't look as good as he did in, in that playoff game against the Bucs, um, but he had that brutal well, interception. Had a, he had a bad interception, but it's, he, he played pretty well. He had like 300 passing yards. Yeah, but, I mean, again, this is the Giants' defense. I thought, you know, I – You just never can give any credit to any NFC East opponent, I feel like. I, I mean, listen, I really don't think he had that great of a game. That, that interception was, like, brutal. He had to rely on a, just a horrific, horrific – play on the field goal to win that game he was 34 for more through a pick six and you put him in your your studs what do you mean yeah but you know what lamar went and won the game he no he the ravens the defense picks. won the game because he they first forced the fumble 
Oh, I mean, who's the one that converted on fourth down? Who's the one that scored the touchdowns before that? His defense also gave up 35 points. I mean, he yeah. gave he gave up six of those, but his defense gave up the other 29. He corrected that. Uh, I, You know, that's the problem with that Heineke interception is he got lucky Dexter Lawrence corrected for him because that game was over when he threw that pick. Yeah. Um, so we're both on the Bills. Then we yeah. have Colts at the Titans. I honestly, if Wentz was going to play, maybe I would take the Colts, but I think the Titans are going to win and the Colts are going to be 0-3. Not a good look for them, but great for our draft stock if Wentz plays at 75%. So. Yeah, I heard that Wentz tried to try to go back in the game after, I guess, spraining both Shocker. his ankles, which, you know, again, this is just – and nothing has changed about you know, Carson Wentz. He's doing exactly gotta, what he was doing here. I mean, Philly fans are going to be – they don't give a fuck anymore. But I, you got to feel at least somewhat bad for this guy. He just cannot stay healthy at all. Like, it goes back to look at how compete, he plays. But, yeah, but, you, man, you got to be smarter. Like, this is the other thing that drives me nuts. You know, like, that's like telling – like, if you like to, you know – that's like how he plays, though. You can't just, like, take that away from him. You know, listen, I mean, all like I'm saying, Jalen Hurts, you can't run the ball. You got to – No, 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 no. All I'm saying is this guy's been – I mean, he literally led – the league a couple times i think with the eagles in sacks he's been sacked so many times just go down you're gonna hurt yourself i think he hurt himself when aaron donald wrapped him up and he was trying to fight out of it and aaron donald had to bring him to the ground he's like bro eventually you got to give up here you go and sprain both your ankles i understand that but who you know who else are the two highest sack quarterbacks in the league deshaun watson and russell russell wilson and they do the same thing it's just that's just how they play the game like you can't I don't, I agree. Like it, there's times where he definitely, like we saw plenty of it in Philly holds on to the ball way too long, makes dumb plays trying to extend, but that's how he plays. You can, you're not going to be able to just change that overnight. So, you know, it's also the front head slide. I hated it so much oh, when that, Michael yeah, Vick was doing weird. it and he's doing it again. And it's because of his knee. I think you just can't. I just, bro, it's just I slide. Know. I mean, if someone's going to punch that ball out on them, um, I got to try Yeah. I would assume since he sprained both his ankles, Wentz isn't going to play. And because of that, I don't see them scoring enough points to beat yeah. the Titans. And man, that Titans defense stinks. Their secondary is awful. Yeah. That is one thing I took from that Seattle game is it was high scoring, but they needed every one of those points because that defense stinks. Yep. Um, all right. Then we have Saints at the Patriots. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots here. Why not? It's kind of a coin toss game, I feel like. I, you know what? I, I want to talk myself into the other team you're going to pick, but yeah, I, the injuries to the Saints defense and Winston's inconsistencies from last week, I, I'm not in love with it. So I'll go Patriots. Okay. Then we have uh, Falcons at the Giants. I don't see the Giants winning this because they look, they've Jeez. not looked good. So yeah, I mean, the Falcons have also looked pretty bad. Uh, I. You know what? They both looked really bad recently, but I know that they're fighting. You know, it's week two and the Giants are already yelling at each other with Galladay cursing out Judge or, or you know, Garrett or, or Daniel Jones, whoever, they, whoever it is. It doesn't really matter. So I'm going to say that they've, they're going to save their season for this week and they'll win this game. Okay. That's our first difference so far. Well, that too. I was like, why don't we wait till two garbage teams play each other to pick on the <laughs> other sides? Next, we have Bengals and Steelers. This is interesting. I can't. I. I, I can't want to go with the Bengals. I don't know. Oh, you do that. This like like the uh, the Packers did to the Lions, and like the Bills to the Dolphins. This is going to be a get right game, I think, for the Steelers, and they're going to use one of their division punching bags to beat them. I, I worry about Ben. Man, Ben looks tall, terrible. He looks yeah. washed up. 
But I they were gonna... getting, Raiders were getting after him. He was yeah. pissed. Man, the offensive line's not good, and he can't move. He can't move at all. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he he looks pretty bad. I think they come up with something to, you know, get Najee Harris a little more involved and get the ball out of his hands quicker. I think that that Bengals def- offense is going to be in trouble playing against that defense. Uh, Burrow did not have a great, great, great game last year, last week. And the Steelers, I expect to bring a lot of pressure at him. And I'm, I, you know, we'll see how he responds to that. Yeah. I, I think if the Bengals had a stronger defense, I would be more inclined to pick them, but I'm going to have to go Steelers. And I, I think it will be a close game. I think it'll go down to the fourth quarter and be a touchdown or a field goal game. But yeah, even I mean, even if TJ Watt doesn't play, that defense is so deep. I still think that they're going to give Burrow fits. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Bengals are a bad team this year, but their defense is just still a work in progress. That's the problem. So. Yeah, I mean, they have some pieces. Their offensive line is better than last year, but they need to improve that. The defense yeah. isn't very good. You know, they're. I mean, listen, they're on the right what path. They've got the skill players, and you know, you got your quarterback. Hopefully, if you don't kill him before he, you know, enters his prime. Mm. All right. Next game, Ravens at the Lions. We got a lot of lopsided games this week. I'm going to go Ravens. I think they keep the the. Uh, yeah, you're right. So that going. means so that means there's going to be at least one upset. And yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be the Ravens. I the Lions they put up good fight, and you know I was pressed in the first half, but eventually they came to earth, and the other the Lions. Yeah. Uh, the next we have the Jets and the Broncos. Broncos going to be three and zero. Oh yeah, man. This is. I'm taking the. You know what? I don't. I I'm I'm taking the Broncos because I'm thinking, Zach Wilson had a pretty brutal matchup against Bill Belichick in that defense, but now he's going to go against Vic Fangio and that Broncos defense, and Vic Fangio is going to have his way with Zach Wilson. I wouldn't be surprised to see another like three interception game. Fair enough. Um, then we have the. Dolphins at the Raiders. I don't know what Tua's status is, but I can't imagine he's going to play with bruised ribs after one week. I'm going to go with the Raiders to go to three now. Yeah, the Dolphins have really, really disappointed me so far. Their defense um, looked horrible. Uh, yeah, they surprised. they've really not looked good, um, like at all. I mean, they beat the Patriots, which was you know I guess a strong win, but offensively they can't really get anything going they no. put up 17 points the first week zero this set past week yeah. the raiders obviously showed to be a very strong defense uh last couple of weeks so uh, i'm gonna say the raiders keep uh rolling okay this should be uh you know not for our, our birds cowboys game this should be game of the week buccaneers at the rams two powerhouses going at it now i will say i did in my previous uh season preview I said that the Rams were going to beat the Buccaneers early in the season. So I'll stick to that. I'm going to take the Rams. Fair enough. I honestly could coin flip this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers mostly because you took the Rams. But, uh, I mean, I also – that defense needs to step up, man. You can't give up the 25 points or whatever to the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, they patch down – you know, they bunker down at the end. But the Rams are going to be a different obstacle. They can't fall back on that lead – it's going to be a shootout. I'm excited for that. I, I, I'm curious to see what this defense does against Tom Brady, the Rams defense, I mean. But yeah. uh, it, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. It's, I'm excited for it. You know, Sunday, this is the game I'm going to be looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, Seahawks at the Vikings. Actually, you know what? Another game I'm excited for because yeah. I, I already told you, the Vikings are my must-watch, you know, game. that it, my, They're my must-watch team this year that I have no expectations 
or have any no expect you know any hope for them doing well but they're just so much fun to watch and the seahawks kind of fall into that uh realm too i think this could be a fun fun game so i'm gonna take you know what the vikings had two heartbreakers in the first two weeks i think they win this one you got to give your fans something to be happy about and they've had some tough games to start the season i was gonna i think there's another coin flip so i was gonna go with whatever you didn't go with so i'll go seahawks (laughs) i mean put it this way they've scored 24 and what did they score this week they scored uh 33 points so they've scored 57 points so far this season and have lost by a combined five points in two games that's some bad luck there man that's that's some high scoring affairs, and I think Classic the Seahawks Vikings. are going to put up points. Yeah, they're they're fun to watch though. Elite offense, not so great defense, but the Seahawks kind of are in that same boat. Mm-hmm. I think this is one to be excited for. You said that's the night game or the four o'clock? Four twenty-five. All right, so the four twenty-five window has my eye. The Sunday night game, Packers at the 49ers. I think it'll be close actually because I think the 49ers proved that their defense is pretty stout. I think the the game the first week against the Lions was just like they got such a huge lead that they got lazy. I agree. Um, but they showed like both sides both sides of the trenches, offensive line and defensive line, were pretty good against the Eagles, who have pretty damn good offensive line and defensive line as well. So that being said, I'm going to take the Packers. Man, Aaron Fair Rogers. enough. <laughs> I like that little tease. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's a lot of lopsided games. So there's got to be a big upset somewhere. I think it's going to be the Niners over the Packers. Oh, I, man. you know, you know, listen, the, you know, the Aaron Rodgers obviously went on his, you know, I'm a diva Jeopardy host living in Hawaii vacation. He looks rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you Three know, he's like 50 years. Yeah. And that showed in week one. And, you know, now everything's kumbaya. We're all happy again, but you did beat up on the lions. The Niners are going to be a better team. I, uh, Jimmy G did not impress me at all last week. I thought he, he was really he's rough. Right, he's just a mediocre quarterback. So, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a low scoring game. Um, I think the Niners defense line is going to be a lot to handle for the Packers offensive line, especially without, uh, Bakatari. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm, I'm going to take the Niners. I think they pull this one out. The Packers are dealing with some tough injuries, losing Zedaria Smith and Dave Bakatari. I mean, those are arguably two of your best players on the lines. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, I'll say the Niners win that game. Fair enough. And then our Monday night game, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we can't pick anyone. You know, this has yeah. to be one way. I don't think I'm allowed to ever pick the Cowboys on this. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go birds. Birds by uh, millions. <laughs> listen, they've need, man, you need to win this game. Honestly, you this is need to win this it's game. It's rare to say must win in week three, but based on like they have the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers coming up, they need to win this game. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, the next three are going to be tough. I don't see you're beating the Buccaneers. The Panthers look legit now. I think that's going to be a tough game, and I don't think you're going to beat the Chiefs. I think they can hang with the, the Panthers, but we'll see. I mean, listen, if you beat Dallas and then go – you know, drop well the next play. three I, and you're, you're two and four, you know, you're still one and oh in the division and you're two and four and you got the tough games out of your way. You can live with that. I mean, I think they beat themselves against the Niners. They had that game. Oh, they did have that game. No, so. they did have that game. We'll see. I mean, man, I, I will not be all peaceful and happy and, you know, okay. And mild mannered, you know, like I was against them losing to the Niners if they lose next week, because I'll forgive the Niners. If you beat the Cowboys, you have to. This is this is a big game, because you know what this is this is going to put whoever wins this game in the driver's seat for uh, the division. That's true. Yeah, because I, I think 
Giants, Washington have tough matchups, and then we take the lead over Dallas. That'll be huge. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I man, it's all gonna be think about all week, and then I gotta wait an extra day. Waiting all day for Monday night, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But hey, we'll see. Either they're gonna break my heart and I'm gonna yell at my TV, and the whole nation's gonna be laughing at us, or we're gonna beat the Cowboys on on national TV, and everyone's going crazy because we all hate the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. The euphoria of of beating the Cowboys on national TV, just so you can see what's trending on Twitter and what's everyone saying, what's ESPN talking about for the next hour. They love talking about Dallas win or lose. And if they're on national TV and they lose, oh, baby, you know it's going to be nonstop. Oh, yeah. Please. Because otherwise, if they beat the Eagles, then it's going to be all Cowboys mania. Like, oh, give them the division. Give them the division. Here we come. I was looking forward to Stephen A., after the Cowboys are saying, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, man, this is, they this would make me feel good. I need this. Yeah, it would be nice. But till then. We'll see. Till then. We'll see. But any, right. any final thoughts or are you just ready for more football? Oh, I'm always ready for football. My football uh, meter is never full. Um, it, it comes by pretty quick. I mean, we already got, we had a game on Monday. We're going to have a game on Thursday, then we have games on Sunday, and then it just keeps going. And eventually, when you get to, like, what, November, December, we have Saturday games. So It's true. No, I mean, the NFL does a good job of dominating my, what I think about it all the time. That's true. And, you know, hey, the Thursday night game was a pretty solid game last week. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't highly <laughs> it wasn't, competitive it wasn't football. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't the best football I've ever seen, no but idea. it was competitive between two yeah. bad teams. Yeah, now we have uh, – sorry, I forget who's fucking playing. Panthers and Texans, I think. Yeah. So there you go. I'll keep my eye. Scout out the Panthers for when we play them in week four. Fair enough. All right. All right. It's been real. I'll talk to you. Good talk. Peace out. Go birds. <laughs>